This is the Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck Podcast. Every game. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, look, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted. Intercepted. And it's in the ball. Every story. If we just continue to push and grind and go and take care of our guys, it's going to be built to last. The Scoop Duck Podcast. Scoop Duck owner, Justin Hopkins. And Matt Bagley from 96.1, 580, the game. It's a beautiful Thursday, and the Pac-12 has a broadcast schedule for the first month of games, and there's a lot going on in the college football world that we'll try to tackle for the next 30 minutes or so. Scoop, duck, and hi-fi. I'm Matt Bagley alongside Justin Hopkins from across the interwebs via Zoom. I want to start here, my friend. You've been hinting at this on your site for the last couple of months, that this summer is going to see an insane surge in recruiting. Do you still feel that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I just wrote an article, uh, you know, on the site, kind of detailing some of the visitors coming in. And, you know, to me, one of the analogies I used is, you know, it just, I want to say it just it feels like, spring break on Daytona beach is about to hit, you know, and, and, and the meaning there is, you know, all these recruits, uh, you know, of, of all ages have been kind of locked up and, and kept away from campuses. Some have, have kind of visited on their own, but it's still not the same, right. you know, and uh, you know, it's been over a year. So I, I think, uh, you know, again, you're going to see the floodgates open up and, and it's not just Oregon, you know, USC, Ohio state, Alabama, everybody's going to, work to get because here's the thing everybody's you know everybody's like pent up locked up and i i think that what's going to happen is you're going to see a really crazy summer we'll just call it late spring and summer of commitments of early commitments kids that just show up and are just so swept away with their visit they're going to hop on board and you know what i mean just people that just kind of go into silly season just like oh my god i'm gonna you know make a decision just because and they're going to get overwhelmed and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, shakes out in the fall. You know, if there's a bunch of kind of rast, rash decisions or if everybody's good with what they did. But, uh, you know, I think that'll include Oregon. It wouldn't surprise me to see the Ducks, you know, score, you know, four, five, six, seven, you know, maybe as many as eight commitments in the month of June. And I think it's going to be uh, a pretty wild month, really. Walk me through the difference between when a player visits campus on their own and when a program like the Ducks can roll out the red or, in their case, green and yellow carpet out for a kid? Yeah, I mean, to date, what all they've been able to do is to visit uh, a campus, any campus. It's all been the same, but they've been able to visit a campus on their own with their parents but have no interaction with the coaches, uh, like, you know, person-to-person interaction and have no interaction with players or any, I mean, just, you know, it's basically show up and, and, and show yourself around. Now, you know, I know, you know, Oregon and, and other programs have had kids on campus and, you know, I know one of the ways they've kind of circumvented some of that was, you know, to get on FaceTime or, you know, kind of send them maybe a little map and, and, a, and a little itinerary, itinerary, if you will, kind of places to see and check out you know, you can hop on a Zoom with them and while they walk around on their phone, you know, you've been able to do some, but it's not the same. You know, you want to sit down and you want to talk to these coaches and, 
and, and feel their, you know, kind of their genuineness, get to know them, you know, see what they're about, talk football with them. Um, you know, all those things you just, I mean, you can't do that. You cannot do that through technology and, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Zoom has been incredible. Uh, you know, it's been great, but again, you know, it, it's about to open up and I think you're going to see, you know, a coaching staff that's eager to get kids on campus and, 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 and do this. And you're going to see, you know, recruits themselves eager to get on there and just, and just, and just start traveling and just start seeing places. So compared to the last couple of Oregon classes, which have been pretty spectacular, you know, you, you get Kayvon Thibodeau a couple of years back, who I think we both believe could be the first player selected in the next draft if the cards fall right. Uh, the following year, you follow that up with a couple five-star linebackers that could get really high draft selections there, themselves in their own right. Um, what is Oregon capable of with this class? Yeah, I think, you know, to me, the fact is Oregon signed such a ridiculously talented 2021 class. And, and I think the 2020 class was, was good, but that 2021 class was on another level. And here we are working on 2022. You know, if you can kind of piggyback with that, you know, 2021 class and get yourself another one, you know, I think you're, if you're Oregon, you're, you're feeling really good about, you're feeling good about not only the talent you're bringing in, but the talent that you're going to start building on the depth chart. And to me, you know, one of the things that I think you and I have talked about before, you know, is, you know, Mario Cristobal's top priorities when he got here was basically, you know, build up a program and recruit in good players. Okay. That's step one. That's, that is step one for anyone. And now that he's kind of done that, you know, step two was, win football games. I mean, you got to flat out, got to start winning football games. And, and he's done that, you know, winning back to back, you know, pac 12 uh, championships. However, you know, however you want to classify last year, the fact is Oregon still got out there and competed and played their games and won. Um, you know, that was kind of step two. Uh, you know, step three is getting these guys drafted in the NFL. I mean, that was kind of at the moment, only the missing link for, for Mario Cristobal to kind of take the next step. And, you know, you, you got pretty fortunate with Justin Herbert going last year and having success, you know, obviously got really fortunate with the fact that uh, Panay Sewell was able to come out a little bit early and, and become uh, well, uh, number seven, I think number seven pick overall six or seven. And you know, once again, you got another top 10 pick, uh, you know, at this point, it's just kind of a matter of sustaining that. Of, of who's going to be the next guy. Do you have another first rounder? Okay. Is that KT? And he's, is he going to be another top 10 guy? Once you start doing that, I, I, I don't know how you kind of stop it. You know, the monster's going to start kind of feeding itself at that point. You know, once Mario Cristobal is able to kind of do that, and prove that, because I, I believe right now they're already parlaying that success of cave on Thibodeau being a early draft pick or, you know, being a potential Heisman guy with a number of defensive line targets in this class. And I think, you know, quite frankly, uh, we're about to see this thing take get taken up another notch. Did they have that same kind of hype after Marcus won the Heisman? You know, um, not really. It's, it was just, it was just kind of a weird combination of, you know, you had Chip Kelly come in with the offense and he's winning. And we know Chip was a little bit 
how do I, I don't want to say weird, but just when it came to recruiting, you could tell he wasn't on the level of Mario Cristobal. It wasn't prioritized in that way. He was able to get some guys, mostly offensive guys, because of the attraction of the offense and the fact they were winning. But they also really didn't develop a lot of guys into the NFL, into the early rounds, you know, with with the way that, you know, Mario Cristobal is doing that now. You know, you got kind of lucky with a Jake Fisher that came in at offensive tackle and performed really well. Obviously, you hit a home run with Marcus Mariota having the type of season uh, and career at Oregon that he had. So you set a couple guys in, but it wasn't consistent. You know what I mean? It wasn't year after year. It wasn't always a top 10 guy. It wasn't, you know, I mean, just I think the diversity of positions that Mario Cristobal is going to be, you know, talking about here, you know, obviously you had an offensive tackle, you had a quarterback, you're looking at a defensive end, you're potentially looking at linebackers. Uh, You know, you got to love that, that, that he's mixing it up a little bit and it's consistent and they're winning football games and they're recruiting well. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, even in those great years of Chip Kelly, which were so much fun, an element was missing. And, I, and I'm not sure that, you know, at this moment, it sure seems like Mario Cristobal's kind of got all the elements uh, locked in at the moment. Okay. Uh, so that tackles one element I wanted to tackle. Um, the next thing is the Pac-12 TV schedule that, that came out today. Uh, I believe all of the Ducks non-conference games, we now have times. It's easy for fans to nitpick this stuff. And, and I know some roll their eyes when they see oh, the openers on Pac-12 Network and this next game's on Pac-12 Network. It's, it's easy to get carried away, get a little critical. I'm curious if you feel that way. Uh, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I, I kind of take most of the scheduling with a grain of salt, kind of like coaches do. Like, well, we play who we play when we play them. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's not a controllable. Uh, and I, I think that's something that I know a lot of coaches kind of focus on is, you know, controlling the controllables. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to get into coach speak. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But, you know, they put out the schedule and it's on whatever network. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to figure it out and make do. I would love to see Oregon on more bigger networks over this season, because I think that's going to be really important for Mario Cristobal in terms of recruiting I think it's going to be really important if they're actually serious about this Kayvon Thibodeau Heisman uh, campaign deal. You know, you've got to get eyeballs on your team. You've got to get eyeballs on him. And, you know, let's be real about this. A eight o'clock game on, you know, Pac-12 after dark doesn't really do Oregon Kayvon Thibodeau many favors. So, you know, I'm glad to see. I actually, you know, I in theory, I hate the nine o'clock game for Oregon at Ohio State but I think it'll be terrific in terms of eyeballs, you know? So I don't know, maybe I'm just an optimist at heart. I'm kind of looking for the good and all the bad. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I know some people on the site probably followed this. I recently, you know, posted about cutting the cord. I, you know, I know I had direct TV for the last, gosh, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And, and I just, I frankly didn't turn it on enough to justify the 200 bucks a month. It was costing me. Oh. So, oh. you know, 200 bucks have, a month. Well, yeah, you you know, by the time you get the the packages and the sports, and then the fact they charge you for like the satellite receivers around your house, and I have you know, I had three or four, you know, it was ten bucks here, ten bucks here, and next thing you know, it was you know, it was one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks somewhere in, in between there every month, and yeah. 
And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, for me, I, I, I went ahead and signed up on Slang and YouTube TV to try them both out. I will not keep them both. But, uh, you know, I potentially now might actually get the Pac-12 network because of Sling. Right, right. I, I used to have Sling for the same reason. Um, you know, I, I can tell you my experience is I cut the cord probably f- three or four years ago. I was still living with my father, and, and I convinced him one year. I said, hey, you, you might save some money on your cable bill because we already had high-speed internet. Um Let's let's spend an extra thirty a month on Sling and try that out, and then you know get the antenna for local channels. And um, now with my fiance, we pay an arm and a leg for our internet because I need something powerful for my remote work and for streaming my show and and some of the video stuff that I do. Um, so I I pay a lot for that, but then YouTube TV it's in comparison, it's not that much. So it's probably around the same price that you pay for DirecTV, but I think you're going to get way more bang for your buck. Yeah, no, it feels like it. I got, and I mean, my internet was, you know, was separate and it's another, whatever it is, 125 bucks a month or whatever it is. But I mean, cause again, I had to have, right. You're, you know, I got to have, yeah, got to have a good connection here too. You're trying like to, you. well, you're trying to run a website. Like it makes sense for yeah. you. You're trying to run a website. Yeah. And when, you know, and, and when, when school was shut and all the kids were home, I knew there there's, you know, they'd hop on their, you know, computers and, and doing zoom for classes. I knew they were going to suck my bandwidth to death. So I had, to, <laughs> I had, I had to beef it up, but you know, no, I'm, I'm excited. YouTube TV's really impressed me so far. We've, you know, been watching some of the NBA on it and uh, uh, you know, I'll get a little bit more into slang, try and both out for the next month or two and, and kind of make my decision from there. But uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, I guess just to try it all out and, and not be paying my 200 bucks a month for DirecTV and still not have the Pac-12 network. For, forgive me for another off-topic question, but you've got a ton of kids and, and kids of all ages. Do they still torrent? Do kids today still torrent stuff? Uh, if they do, mine don't. I mean, they, <laughs> they, 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 they just don't. I mean, honestly, the kids in my house all watch YouTube videos and their favorite streamers. And the, you know, I mean, if they're not playing video games, they're watching videos of other people playing video games, which is really weird to me, but right. yeah. So yeah, I, I'm aware of, of kind of that bit torrent, you know, that you're talking about. Of, of, and uh, you know, I have, I've kind of dabbled in it just like, I don't know, right. Five, right. six years, five, six years ago, but I'm getting old now. I just want consistent TV. I just want it to be good. I don't want to have to pay 200 bucks a month to get it. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I just ask because like, I'm in my late 20s. My fiance is in her late 20s. And, and when we were teenagers, that's how we would run up somebody's internet bill. Is, oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you turn on LimeWire and you go download an album or download a movie or something. And, uh, and so it's funny now thinking that, well, kids don't do that anymore. But like you said, your kids might be watching like a hundred YouTube videos of, of the absolute just dumbest stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, TikTok, <laughs> you know, videos, all that kind of stuff. It's it's all it's all going on in the house. Yeah. Um, uh, let's get back to football. Um, how do you feel about this? The early line for Ohio State and Oregon, September eleventh, big noon kickoff, nine a.m. West Coast time. The betting line is Ohio State minus 13. Yes. Yeah. 
That, and that's early. I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, that'll end up dropping maybe a little closer to 10 because of course, you know, the, the one thing about Vegas is obviously they're, they're more interested, you know, in the money, you know, versus who wins, you know, and it's like, okay, Hey, you know, we got, we got to set this thing so we can get some, you know, early betting on Ohio state and then, you know, drop it down so you can get some money on Oregon or however all that works. I'm not a big betting guy, but I think it's pretty fair. I think, I know Ohio State lost a lot of guys, and, and of course, I don't follow them in the regard that I do Oregon, but they lost some pieces. But again, they've, they've recruited really well under Ryan Day, you know, since he's taken over and obviously even before he got there. So they've got depth. They've got guys. They've got some really good skill on offense. Got some obvious question marks, uh, at court, most notably at quarterback, of course. Um, and I just feel like he's, you know, he's a guy that, and I, and I'm, I'm talking about Ryan day that that's kind of proven himself in a regard that, that Chip Kelly has in the fact that, Hey, look, I'm going to have a guy. We're going to get it figured out. We'll be good to go. You know, almost like a plug and play. Will they be, you know, will that person be as dynamic as Justin Fields? Obviously not, but I, I have a feeling they'll cater the offense around their strengths and weaknesses and, and still put points on the board. That's a really good football team, you know, and I, I, I think is as, optimistic as I am about this Oregon team, I, I think you're being naive if you don't think there's question marks. There's obvious question marks with, to me, the offensive and defensive line. I think the offensive line can be good, but we still don't know. Uh, you know, I think the defensive line can be good, but we still don't know. Uh, you know, I think the, 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 the defensive back group is going to be fine, but are they going to be great? Because they're going to have a really tall test against Ohio State there in that week two matchup. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll know right away. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it's fair. I think it'll drop a little bit, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if that final line sticks somewhere between 9 and 11 uh, as we get, obviously, a lot closer to the game in September. Yeah. So that's your expectations on that one, second game of the year on the Duck schedule, going to Ohio State and the horseshoe in Columbus. Um, I've seen this floated as a talking point on some of the stations up here. What are your expectations for Coach Cristobal? Like, like if you were judging him heading into what I think is year four or year five, depending on how you count it, what's a good season for him? Yeah, that's a really tough question because, you know, there's, you know, there are, there certainly seems to be a contingent of people that seems to think anything less than 10 wins is unacceptable. And while I can't say that that's not, you know, unrealistic, uh, that's also not easy to do, you know, I mean, and I guess that depends on, you know, how you're getting to that mark. Are you counting a PAC 12 championship game? Are you counting a bowl game? You know, I mean, those extra games that come in, you know, if you end up with 10 games at, at the end of those, you know, are, are you satisfied? And I think in terms of the regular season of, of the of the schedule that's, that's out now, not counting a Pac-12 championship game uh, or a bowl game, you know, it seems as though the line is somewhere between, you know, some people say nine. Can they win more than nine games? You know, somebody said set the line at nine and a half, which means you have to go over under on that. You know, that kind of seems to be you know, the key right now. So I, 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 and, and, you know, let's not kid ourselves that, I mean, you're, you're, you're really kind of talking about a razor thin difference if you're, you know, going between nine and 10 games, you know, and 
I don't know. It's t- when you have Ohio State on the schedule, it's tough. And, and Oregon's schedule overall it is kind of tough, in my opinion. You've got, you know, you've got to head down and, and play UCLA. And I think they're going to be a really good football team this year. I don't think folks are giving them the credit that they deserve. You know, you've got Washington. You got to go play up in Seattle for that game. You've got Utah on the schedule, and you got to go to Salt Lake for it. So. You know, I'm not making excuses, but I think the conference is a pretty good conference of football teams right now, and Oregon has to play quite a few of them. So, um, it it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, and it's gonna be interesting to see at the end of this thing when the dust the dust settles. You know, did you know do they get to that nine or ten, you know, win mark? Uh, you know, if they don't, you know, why didn't they? Did they have a bunch of injuries? Did they just not play well? You know what I mean? Were they undisciplined? And so. You know, those are all the things that we'll kind of grade them on later on in the year. But uh, it's, it's a tough question, and I'm having a really tough time with it, kind of saying, yeah, you know, you should expect 10 wins because I do think that's kind of high. Um, but they could certainly get there. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with regards to football? No. I, you know, I think, you know, the opening of, of this with, with the recruiting, you know, I, I think that's kind of the emphasis right now. You know, I think June – uh, is shaping up to be a real interesting month, you know, with the official visits, all the all the recruits that will come on campus uh, and go home. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many commits the staff is able to get, you know, from those visits. And, you know, I, I'm going to go out on the limb and assume they'll at least get a couple. Uh, and if you've got eight commits right now, uh, and let's just say, for example, you get three, well, you're probably more than half full on your class already heading into July. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll just kind of be interesting to see how that plays out. And again, I, that, that's only with three commits, you know, they could, they could easily end up with five, six, seven, seven commits, uh, you know, during the month of June. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, I think it's going to be wild. I think Oregon will have some, uh, tremendous visitors on campus and five stars, you know, guys at every position, uh, other than, other than quarterback, other than their quarterback commit, um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for that. I know that, you know, softball is obviously done. I'm sure we'll touch on that and, and baseball is getting going. But, yeah, I think in terms of, of re- with regards to football, you know, football recruiting is about to have, uh, I guess, its own Super Bowl, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, Oregon softball last weekend. Gosh, that was a heartbreaker, wasn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but it – and, and I know it made for great theater having Oregon play in the Austin regional, but it, it, it certainly seemed like it impacted them, you know, and, and being ready, uh, you know, it, it kind of being rusty, if you will, um, in that game. But uh, I mean, fun to watch them. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't play much baseball. I didn't play any baseball in high school. I played up until about, I think my freshman year of high school. And just when, you know, when they were doing that double header and, you know, they're playing that game at, what was it about one o'clock local time there? Right. You know, I'm just sitting, I'm sitting there going, man, that's, that's gotta be really tough yeah. for anybody. Yeah. And, and, and I'm an old soul. So it's easy for me to say the same thing. Like when the PAC 12 does these seven thirty kickoffs or, um, looking at the schedule, there's, um, a couple PAC 12 teams that have Hawaii games in September. So it's eight o'clock or eight thirty kickoffs. I hate that stuff. Uh, with, with regards to the the softball doubleheader that Sunday night, I get why the NCAA did what they did because they were thinking it's better just to get the game in, thinking 
it might rain on Monday, and then by rule you have to declare the host team as the winner, and and that means Texas moves on potentially unfairly, depending on how you look at it. So I get what the NCAA was trying to do, but I'm with you. Like, as a fan, I didn't even watch the second game live. I went to bed because I I just assumed there's no way they play the second game tonight. Right. No, and yeah, and then they rolled right out there and did it. And, you know, and obviously it wouldn't have been such a big deal if there wasn't the rain delay all day, you know, and you start that game at, you know, gosh, what was it? It was about 9 or 9.30 you start that game. And, right. You know, been sitting in the dugout all day watching it rain, waiting waiting to play, and then you and then you play a really tough game, uh, you know, very emotional game, and you end up winning, you know, for the Ducks, which is great. But, you know, to go out there and, and you know, have to beat Texas a second straight time, you know, on their home court, if you will. I mean, that's a that's a pretty tall order, and it, it sure seemed like they were set up for failure in my my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, I, again, I get what the NCAA was doing, setting up that regional. Um, softball does not draw a ton of eyeballs outside of diehard softball fans, and. I think the NCAA wanted to, to go with something that had a pretty easy storyline to sell to a casual audience. Uh, Mike White being the Oregon coach for a decade and now at Texas hosting Oregon. Melissa Lombardi getting into a regional for the first time and taking a young team into the regional. And, of course, now you get Haley Cruz on national TV. There were a lot of really easy angles there. So I understand why the NCAA sent Oregon to that regional. But I'm with you. Just in terms of of the, the competition they would face and the competition that they earned to face over the course of the season, they set them up to fail. Yeah, they got host. I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. And I know it's not even hindsight. You know, everybody knew kind of going into that game, like, hey, you know, Oregon got Oregon got host. You know, and it showed. And it's unfortunate, but on a on the flip side, you know, they, they still played, you know, uh, really well after that opening game. They played really well. Uh, you know, managed to get in there and, and play Texas and beat him a game. Uh, had him on the ropes there, and uh, you know, I mean. You know, let's be real. That was probably one of the best teams Mike White's going to have. And I, I think, you know, Melissa Lombardi's just right. getting started, you know, and no disrespect to Haley Cruz and, you know, the, the players that stuck it out. And, and But, I mean, she's got some really good recruits coming in, and she clearly knows what she's doing. It just feels like they were, um, you know, and I don't know what attributes to this because I don't know baseball uh, well enough or softball for that matter, but, you know, the Ducks stranded so many darn runners on base. You think if 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 that's a youth a youth thing, mm-hmm. and they can get that corrected, I mean they're going to be a really dang good softball team for a long time. Right, and, and that's that's a fundamental in, in softball or baseball. You've got to convert those runners into runs scored. You got to get them across. And on the other side, you can't have any errors. And and I think those two things just bit them in that series but yeah that's how it goes you, you learn from yep. it you get better and and next year you hope that they are able to convert a few more runs with runners in scoring position and they're able to play a little cleaner defensively fewer errors yeah 
Yeah, you know, maybe that's a combination of the fact that, you know, you're playing the Pac-12, so you're playing good competition each week. Uh, you know, you're facing good pitching, and you're somewhat young as a team overall. So maybe, uh, you know, obviously as they continue to face that level of competition and get better, uh, you know, maybe it's in this next year or two, it'll it'll take a big, you know, pick, take a big jump up. Now, the baseball team is top 10 right now. D1 Baseball projects that they'll host a Eugene Regional. I think this is the best Oregon baseball team since it, the baseball program came back to Oregon. I'm curious, how much have you watched this team, and what do you think about them? You know, I, I just haven't uh, watched the way I should because obviously my focus is on recruiting and then, you know, we got to a spring uh, football uh, and I, and for me, uh, you know, I, maybe it's just because I feel this way, but it certainly seems like at least on scoop duck on the website, you know, we can post about softball and it'll pretty good, get a pretty good amount of traction. Right. And, and, and no uh, disrespect to baseball, but it doesn't seem to get the, the traction that softball does, you know? And so, at some point, you know, uh, I have to put some sort of a uh, a demand on my time that I, I can't watch everything and, and, you know, have a good feel for it. So I really don't have a great feel for baseball, but should they host a regional, obviously softball's done now, uh, you know, have an opportunity for the next, you know, two, three, four weeks, whatever it ends up being to, to watch them and, and cover them and, and uh, you know, keep everybody in the loop on what they're doing. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking about, you know, the difference in the fandom between softball and baseball at Oregon, I think part of it is the talent level because high school softball players don't have the opportunity to skip the line and and declare as a professional and get drafted like a high school player might where you can get drafted into Major League Baseball straight out of high school. Um and, and then I think the other angle is specific to Oregon, where Oregon softball is established. Yeah. Mike White was an awesome recruiter, and he built some dominant programs year in, year out. I, I think about the the team a couple years back that gets to the softball World Series and had some bad luck when they got there. Uh, teams that have dominated through the Pac-12 and and blown teams out and, you know, sellouts in the postseason at the Jane in both the Eugene Regional and a Super Regional. Just all sorts of of compelling moments over the years with some great Oregon baseball players, uh, Oregon softball players, excuse me. Um, And we, we just haven't seen that. Sure, there's been great individuals David Peterson comes to mind uh, now a pitcher for the Mets um, there, there are great current players I am a huge Kenyon Yovan fan and Aaron Zavala is right up there in my regard as well the, the kid from Salem that just has a furious bat um, plus Robbie Alstrom North Eugene um, you know, there, there's some individual talent on this Oregon team, but it doesn't have the same cachet with fans. Well, and, you know, and, and like you said, there was obviously all the turmoil with Mike Bite, you know, kind of established there and had some winning programs. And then, you know, just everything that went on after that. Um, but again, you've got somebody like Haley Cruz, you, you know, they had some really good marketable players that people 
uh, identified with and love to follow, you know, and, and it's not that baseball doesn't. I just think that, like you said, those, those girls were here for three, four or five years or whatever. And people really kind of grew a relationship, not a relationship, but you know what I mean? You, they, they, they grew attached to them and, and, you know, it's a little easier to do that with, with, uh, with softball than baseball, because as you mentioned, they're, they're here for a little longer uh, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so big series for baseball. They are playing today. We're taping this on a Thursday. They're playing mm-hmm. today. They're playing tomorrow. They're playing Saturday. And then on Monday, the NCAA will announce uh, regional times, stuff like that. I'm crossing my fingers hoping they give them the Eugene Regional because I, I think just just knowing the impact that a, a regional has had in Corvallis year in, year out, people going to bars, people going to restaurants, people traveling from all across the country to go to games. I would love to see that in Eugene. Yeah. No, it'd be great. Maybe maybe it can be like the makeup for them hosing softball. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, softball should have hosted a regional too. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, so I, those are really the big topics today. That's really what I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on before we go? No. No. I mean, we just, you know... Uh, you know, obviously softball is probably the biggest topic at the moment, uh, you know, and recruiting is about to get going, which I, you know, I think will dominate probably the next few podcasts over the next few weeks. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we're just kind of, we're kind of in a, a, a lull week, if you will, of, of just kind of in between, but still want to get a podcast up for everybody and, and uh, you know, kind of just keep them going and hopefully let everybody know that in the next couple of weeks, I think we'll have some really good ones and a lot to go over. All right. I'm in, I'm in agreement. He's Justin Hopkins. I'm Matt Bagley. And we thank you for listening every week. Please, uh, you know, if, if you are on an app, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, maybe share it with a friend out there. That's a duck fan. And thank you for listening. Have a great day. And go ducks. I can do this now